0: and welcome to The Short Stuff. I'm Josh and there's Chuck and there's Jerry. Let's get busy. Bring me a dream, Josh. That's a good song. It's catchy. It is. It's been in some movies, including Halloween.
1: Right. It and played
0: during the end credits of Halloween. And? I can't remember for the life of me. I know that there's an even better example of it. And I can't remember, Chuck. I'm sorry. Back to the Future. Oh really? Yeah. Was n- it the credits?
1: Uh, no, it was in night. <laughs> can only be used in the credits, right? Uh, no, Marty goes back to 1955, and I believe it's one of the first songs he hears okay. when he goes into Hill Valley, and um, that song, very famously, "Mr. Sandman" is what we're talking about. Everyone uh, was a big, big hit in the year 1955 from the Cordettes.
0: Nice. That's a great band name too.
1: The Cordettes, yeah, acapella ladies. What? Mm-hmm. What more do you want in the 1950s? Uh,
0: nothing. Um, maybe civil rights, that kind of thing. But well. still, <laughs> good point. <laughs> At least you could hear that song while you were fighting for it. That's right. Um, so w- this this Sandman that's mentioned in the Mister Sandman is actually not a 50s um, uh, a character. It was actually from way earlier, probably out of Central and Eastern Europe. And it was one of those very famous characters that arose from Central and Eastern Europe's preoccupation with the duality of darkness and light in the same human being, just like in Santa Claus.
1: That's right. Uh, When you wake up in the morning and uh, you have, uh, we call them eye boogers in our house. Mm -hmm. What do you call them?
0: Sleep. Sleep, uh, You have sleep in your eye? Crusties. We don't have an official house name for it, but these are names I've always called it. Yeah,
1: sleep. That's what we called it in our house growing up. You have sleep in your eye. I think that's the
0: last time I had a house name for it. Yeah.
1: (laughs) So I've I've called them eye boogers. I don't know where I got that, but that's technically... Well, that's different. Huh?
0: An eye booger occurs during the daytime. Sleep is like the crusty stuff that you wake
1: up with. Not in my house.
0: Oh, hey, Chuck, (laughs) let me ask you this. Have you ever... Woken up with such a copious amount of sleep, um, or eye boogers, whatever you want. Oh, uh, don't them,
1: say what you're about to say.
0: That like your 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 eye is crusted shut, like I you knew can't open say it. Say that. Has that ever happened to you? Uh, no, uh, it's atrocious. You've had that happen. Uh, you have to be very sick. But yes, it, it has happened to me before. Where I'm like, <laughs> I can't I can't open my eye. <laughs>
1: Oh, that's so gross. Well, there's a name for it. There's a real scientific name of that crust, Uh, R-H-E-U-M. Is that pronounced room?
0: I think room, yeah. All
1: right. Um, That's the scientific name. It's a discharge that dries up. You know, it comes out of your eyes. It dries up when you're asleep. And if you are from Northern Europe and it was, uh, you know, a few hundred years ago, you might be told or might have been told that the Sandman had come and visited you and sprinkled mm-hmm. sand in your eyes while you slept. Yeah, or magic then the, dust, at least.
0: And that's, that's what it was. And you would think maybe as a child, like, why would a Sandman want to come and sprinkle magic sand in my eyes to make my eyes crusty? It doesn't make any sense. Well, apparently, this is a byproduct of the mechanism by which the Sandman spun your dreams. It was the Sandman who was responsible for your dreams, which is why the Cordets asked the Sandman to bring them a dream, because that's where your dreams came from, The Sandman.
1: That's right. Uh, We don't know exactly where The Sandman comes from, but we do have some ideas, uh, and we're going to talk about those right after this break. Oh. Right, so I promised the origin of the Sandman. Uh, we don't know for positives. Uh, it was not Metallica, <laughs> but um, in 18th century uh, German dictionaries, there was um, like this is the first time I believe it was in, in on the paper, on paper, <laughs> on the paper. <laughs> I just turned into a German. What's wrong with Todd? Uh, he's on the paper. <laughs> Der Sandman kommt means Sandman is coming. And the whole idea was that the Sandman would come along and parents would tell the story um, in Germany. Although that one woman says she didn't think it was German folklore, right? She thinks that it kind of became
0: popularized in Germany, much like, um, you know, like our conception of Santa Claus probably came from that area. But it it was maybe from a different area altogether, like maybe Norway or Finland or something. But it was just, you know— it it was the Germans, the German immigrants who really brought the concept to America.
1: All right. I well, I think that's what she means. Gotcha. Because that m- did make sense to me. Um, regardless, in 1818, there was a writer named E.T.A. Hoffman um, that wrote Der, Sand- Der Sandmann with two N's. Um, and it's, you know, it's just like the Grimm's Brothers stuff. It's this horrifying nursery rhyme, or not nursery mm-hmm. rhyme, but sort of a story, a kid's story um, about a nurse telling a story about this creature who throws sand in your eyes uh, of little kids who don't go to sleep, and your eyes fall out of your sockets. Then the Sandman collects those eyeballs, Mm -hmm. puts them in a bag, and lives on the dark side of the moon, goes home and carries them there, and then feeds those eyeballs to his children.
0: There you go. (laughs) That's what happens with the Sandman. it makes And it makes a lot of sense, because especially if you were a... 18th or early 19th century German, um, one good way to get kids to, to go to sleep was to just terrify them with the story. That's right. But it also it provides a physical function too because what is the appropriate reaction when somebody tells you something like that, that a person exists and is going to come to your bedside soon? It's to shut your eyes tightly and to keep them shut ostensibly until you wake up in the morning. So That's it's right. pretty clever if you really think about it. Sure. But the dark side of the moon thing, that's just, that's, I mean, like icing
1: on the cake, you know? (laughs) It just makes me feel good knowing that in like 1818, parents were struggling with putting their kids to bed. I think they always have. I think so. You don't think about that, though. I think that from the time that it
0: became not okay socially to lay on your kid until they, they weren't unconscious <laughs> and then went to sleep, from yeah. that moment on, it became a struggle to get your kid to go to sleep. Yeah.
1: Very interesting. Uh, flash forward a bit to 1841 uh, when none other than Hans Christian Andersen uh, put out a fairy tale. Do you want to pronounce this? I can. Are you ready for this? I was practicing. I looked it up. Really? Ula
0: Luke Wow. And it's not dead on, but it's it's okay.
1: Yeah, anytime I see uh, one of those letters that looks like the null set, uh-huh, yeah. I have no idea what to do with it. But we finally know how to
0: pronounce Ola or Ula. Ula? So Yeah, you remember in the Lego episode, we called them Ol Kirk Christensen? Oh, that's right. It was Ula Kirk Christensen? Yep. That's it. So finally, after basically <laughs> a decade, we have corrected ourselves that that is the
1: inventor of Lego's name pronounced correctly. Uh, yeah, because I remember joking like, oh, Kirk Christensen.
0: Yeah, and we met a guy once at, um, I can't remember, some telecommunications company, and he was the president, and we called them Ole. <laughs> and they, they they corrected us, but it, it was just lost on us that that was not right. And I think we, up to this point, up to this moment, we've called everybody Ole. All
1: right, so what is it again? Ola,
0: Ola what? Ula, uh, Luke, Aya.
1: Okay, so that's the story, that's the fairy tale.
0: It means old shut your eye. Yeah. That's okay. a good title. I think so too. But it's weird that Hans Christian Andersen doesn't just call him the Sandman. He does everything but call him the Sandman.
1: Well, because by all accounts, he got it from Der Sanman, right?
0: Yeah, for sure. But I mean, was he worried he was ripping off Der Sanman or something? I'm not sure why he didn't just call it Der Sanman if if the, the Sandman or Sandman was already a, a, a widely recognized figure.
1: I don't know. Okay. Uh, at any rate, in the story, um, uh, so <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh
1: would dress in silk jammies, <laughs> very nice, stylish, and would carry uh, an umbrella, a colorful umbrella. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess, I mean, it doesn't really say, would he do the same thing, basically? He would not. He would squirt milk in your eye. Oh, that's right. Than,
0: yes, rather than sand. Which is another, it's like, come on, Anderson. You're a beloved children's author. You can just go with the original.
1: Yeah, and he also, it says in here, uh, that he introduces a boy in the story uh, to death and sexuality. (laughs) Right. Which is a little odd, but it
0: is typical like children's fairy tale, nursery rhyme, children's story kind of thing where there's this weird duality between people who are really, really kind. They also have a shadow side or it can be a shadow alter ego like with Santa. um, And I think what was Santa's alter ego? Was it Black Peter I don't remember. <laughs> or, or at the very least, it was Krampus. But I, I know that some of those traditions, there was like a dark figure— Um that would like that was the guy who would steal the children who were had been naughty, and then it eventually translated into Santa leaving coal in your stocking if you've been naughty. That's right. But prior to that, it was like you'd just be kidnapped and eaten by Santa's like heavy hitter. This is the same thing. The sandman has the same thing. And in this Hans Christian Andersen story, uh Ula has an alter ego, a brother who rather than visiting the kids' bedsides to bring their dreams, visits everybody's bedside once to bring death and his name is also Ula Luke yeah
1: he would walk in say exit light enter night <laughs> forever <laughs> take your stand it's off to never never land forever kid
0: oh I always thought it was take my hand
1: well I think that's a different verse right oh okay <laughs> I'm, the, I'm I got in trouble last time I talked about Metallica on the show so
0: the one of the un, one of the
1: cut uh, you did for what I think I said that that album stunk or something
0: it probably did, depending on the album you were talking about, <laughs> unless it was Justice for All or any preceding album. Yeah, Ride the okay. Lightning. That was a good one. <laughs> Still holds up. Agreed. Uh, the Another um, verse goes, Don't steal singles from our band. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, but uh, in the end, the story uh, of Hans Christian Andersen wrote was uh, just like all the Grimm's fairy tales, there's always this dark, awful thing. And it's usually embedded in a lesson uh, to teach your children. And in this case, the lesson is go to sleep now, because I'm tired. And we're both tired. So we're going to end this short stuff
0: right here. That's right.
1: For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com.